action feeds into Pat's end Yes, touchdown to Greg Olson. Wilson just got it away. There's Keith Lee. Touchdown, Carolina. Hello, welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is Brian, joined by John, as always. John, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. I'm sure you're doing the same. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I After Sunday, this, this week has just been a lot. I feel like I'm kind of at the same place I was at the end of last year, but we have 15 weeks to go. so. <laughs> yeah get out get there just get to that place early yeah they they really did a good job of that so the panthers played a football game on sunday against the new york giants in new york and the storyline going into the game was saquon barkley had himself one of his best the best games of his career in the last several years so the goal was to stop saquon barkley so john i have a quiz for you mm-hmm Yes. Saquon Barkley ran for 72 yards on 21 yards a carry, averaging 3.4 per carry. Is that good? Is that yes. a good performance? Yeah. Well, oh, like, I mean, defensively? Or for yes, Saquon defensively. Barkley? Yes, against defensively. Against Saquon Barkley. Yes. Yeah, so the primary goal for the Panthers was to stop Saquon, and that was a much better performance than what we saw against the Browns. Question, do you think the Panthers won this game? I mean, I know they didn't. Yes, they did not win this game. Instead, they lost to Daniel Jones, who threw the ball 34 goddamn times. Now, oh, go ahead. Well, I'll let you finish your thing first. I would say for only 176 yards and one touchdown. In fact, he was sacked three times. His QBR on ESPN was 37.1. So, you know, it with those two stats, San- Uh, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones having those performances, you'd think the Panthers would win. They did not win. They lost 19 19 to 16. And yes, that is a good point. The Panthers gave the ball away on their first two possessions. Uh, First one was Chuba Hubbard, who I now I'm starting to understand why there's such a vivid hate for him by Panthers fans, even though he's just some guy who was drafted in the fourth round by Matt rule. Um, he fumbled the opening kickoff, and then the Panthers. I don't even remember what they what the fuck happened. Um, what do you mean? They like, oh, they fumbled defense? the ball. Yeah, they the the Panthers after the Panthers actually managed to only surrender four yards and a field goal. They got the ball, and Robbie Anderson fumbled. Which it was on third down, and it was going to be a punt on the next play anyway. But it, it's a huge swing in field position. Well, I mean, on top of that, the Panthers have a very good punter, so it's not like like Johnny Hecker can can boom the ball. So like mm-hmm. that's actually a huge thing for them to to fumble and give them give the ball to the uh, Giants right. on the forty. So the Giants kicked another field goal. Then the Panthers managed to finally put together another drive, and they got a fifty. They drove the ball thirteen plays, fifty eight yards, got themselves a field goal. You know, in the game, as far as uh starting a game off with two turnovers that could have been a lot fucking worse. Um, the Panthers ended up tying the game, tying the game at the end of the, uh, at the beginning, at the end of the first half, because they 
traded punts back and forth with the Giants, and they went into halftime six and six. So, you know, probably a winnable situation. Carolina got their first touchdown of the game in the, on their first drive of the second quarter with a nice 16-yard touchdown pass to D.J. Moore, and they were in the driver's seat until they weren't. The Giants scored a touchdown pass to to uh, Daniel Bellinger, which I did I did get to see some film on that play, and it was basically a misdirection where they had they had the strong they had the strong side of the field had three receivers, and basically with the motions and the after the snap motion, they suddenly had three three receivers on the left side of the field, and uh, play action froze the linebackers. Touchdown! There we go. So. The Panthers had the Panthers then proceeded to not get more than 15 yards for the rest of the game on the rest of their drives. No, they had 55 aside, yards. Aside from the, the field, I forgot yeah. about that one. Okay, the five play 58 yard field goal, but just another game where I felt like watching it. The Panthers had every opportunity to put the Giants away, and they just struggled. And the Giants won the war of attrition, got themselves a field goal at the end of the game. And that was that. So yeah, and the Panthers were so close to getting off the field for one more like final drive, but then uh, Daniel Jones made the made the cut to get the the first down on the third and six. Yep. What's frustrating to me about this game is that the Panthers had way too many chances to uh, put the game away because their defense was playing well. I mean, the, based on the situation, the fact that they gave away six points to start the game, the fact that they ended it 19 points on the Giants, I felt was really good. But yeah, their I mean, offense you, is just super out of sync right now. Yeah, I mean, you had the you turned the ball, all, ball over twice in your own territory, and you still only gave up and you gave up six total points on those drives and only gave up 19 points total for the game. Like, that's that's I mean, you can't ask for a lot more from your defense given those two hugely disadvantageous situations you put them in. So I don't have any complaints about the defense. I I just can't complain about a defense when they gave up one touchdown. Yeah, I mean, they only gave up uh, 265 total yards as well between rushing and passing. Yeah, I mean, they held them... Yeah, like, the per-play defense was very, very good. Like... It was like I think the Giants only averaged like three yards a play, even. Yeah, I mean, um, Daniel Jones yards averaged... per play, which is very, very poor for an offense. Yep. So the defense did fine. They just like the situations they had. They gave up one big drive basically, and then it's kind of. I mean, it's basically the same thing as last year, right? Because last year the defense was pretty good, but they gave up a bunch of points because one they didn't force enough turnovers, which has been a problem again so far this year. And also, they just, like, are on the field so much, and they face so many drives that just eventually the other team is going to score sometimes. Right. And when, you're, when your offense is barely there, – there were way too many three and outs, um, way too many drives that lat, they didn't even get 15 yards, you know. Like, it's just frustrating. I know part of it is that the offensive line isn't all together yet. Um Part of it is Baker Mayfield strangely holds onto the ball very long. I didn't think yeah, that he's... was going to be a problem, but he really does hold onto the ball for a lot, a lot longer than he should, especially behind a team where they have a rookie left tackle making his second start. You'd think he should be getting rid of the ball faster. He's been 
uncomfortable. Or at least he's been looking uncomfortable between holding the ball too long and like not like not you know forcing the issue down the field or like look like trying to force into tight windows. He's also just been very. He's had happy feet, which I think has kind of been the. I mean, that's kind of been the story of his career to this point. But he's very. He runs out. He like scrambles too quickly, and he just kind of. But, but he's not a good scrambler. He just kind of runs himself into trouble a lot, and just kind of bails out. Of, he just sees. He's like bailing out of plays too quickly, or like double clutching when he should be letting go of the ball. And then it's like if so, he's either like double clutching because he hesitates, or instead of giving it like an extra count or moving on to the second read he's like bailing out of the back of the pocket and you know compromising the protection and the play design and everything like that yeah and the other problem that i saw was and this is something that matt rule pointed out even though it seems like it's uh i would think it's common sense but they really only throw they really only use three wide receivers dj moore robbie anderson shy smith who inexplicably had about as many targets as DJ Moore, and he dropped most of them. He only had one catch for one yard or for two yards, which that kind of pissed me off, to be honest. Um, I was like sitting there, just like, why is he getting so many targets? Yeah, he had the exact same amount of targets as DJ Moore, which for comparison, Moore had six, Anderson had five, McCaffrey had five, and then the three tight ends had a total of five of five targets. That was it. He only targeted seven receivers in this game total like not not just wide receivers like just total on the offense um so yeah i don't know what's going on i don't know if it's baker i don't know if it's the play calling but i would like to see a little more terrace marshall out there i would like to see a little more of rashard higgins i really feel like that might settle baker down to have somebody out there who uh Mm. he's familiar with but yeah inexplicably it's just those three wide receivers right now um and I mean, the rushing offense was good in this game. They ran, the offense as a whole ran 23 times for 146 yards and 6.3 yards per carry. Now, granted, Baker Mayfield factors into that with six carries for 35 yards. But overall, I mean, every running back they had averaged over four yards a carry. So I just don't get it. I don't know why Baker is throwing. Like, I don't know why they're not leaning into the run more at this point. I mean, it's. Well, it's, the problem is they're getting they're just they're not they showed a stat in the giants game and kind of throughout the game and and i guess they could run the ball a little bit to help this but they were like they're third they're they're third down all right so the the panthers were third or two for 12 on third down for the game which is not good at all and um part of that was i remember during the game they would show it like it would be like Panthers today on third down. They're like one for seven. Average yards to go nine point five. It's like, well, yep. yeah, no, no wonder you're not getting picking up third downs. Like they're all third and longs, and so they need to do something to just like stay ahead of the chains because that's they're not doing that at all. And that was kind of a similar situation to last year too, where it's just like the third down conversions are bad and they have their own problems. But part of it is just like the team is not setting themselves up. They're just like consistently like fighting uphill from their yep. own their own hole that they dig themselves in yeah and part of that it's not helped by the fact that baker had like a 50 percent. he had a 50 percent or pretty close to it uh completion percentage and that doesn't help either yeah, um 50%. yeah so i don't know the uh, the defense is good i mean you know the the browns ran all over him but i think the browns just have a really really good rushing offense 
Um, but they had a game plan for Saquon, and the offense just couldn't help out the defense. It's the same story as last year. I was sitting there. At my, I was sitting there at the end of the game, just laughing at my TV maniacally, like you know that that kind of like mad where you're just like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> like you know that was where I was at. Like I just was laughing at my TV because the Panthers should have absolutely won this game just based on their defense's performance, even with the two turnovers. But the offense is be, is starting to look dysfunctional, and I don't really know what to do about it. I mean, like Baker's got to play better. Um, otherwise, we're going to see Sam Darnold come out there. As much as Panthers fans are going to hate that, like Baker's got to play better. They got to make better play calls, and uh, receivers got to catch the football. Uh, yeah, definitely catch football. It just, it just, and I don't, I don't know what. I mean, there's nothing to blame this on. The team just keeps making mistakes, and generally, that's just like the players just aren't good enough. But it's frustrating that like it is different players that make mistakes on a consistent basis. It's not like yeah, the offensive line's bad, and that's because and the offensive line's always making mistakes because they're bad. It's like you know, Robbie Anderson fumbles the ball after having a good first week. Uh, Chuba Hubbard like. Andre Roberts gets hurt and Chuba uh, fumbles his first kickoff return to start the game. Like, I don't know. We just got to stay out of our own way. And it's like nothing you can point to on like an individual level other than the quarterback play hasn't been great to say like, this is the position group that keeps messing it up for everybody. It's just kind of like everybody's taking their turns, making mistakes. And it's kind of been the story for a couple of years, but I don't, it's, I don't think it's any one person's fault. Like I know people like to blame coaching for like, Oh, they got to be better. They got to be more disciplined, but it's like, I don't know. NFL players know not to fumble the ball. Like, I don't think there's any coaching that really changes that much. Yeah. Know? They can only yell high and tight at the running back as much as right. so much until, you know? Yeah. So like coaching, coaching, like shortcomings and been like the benefits of good coaching and the detriments of bad coaching are like seen in like play design and situational play calling and situational decision-making Coaching at the NFL is not like player motivation and like mistakes, like individual level mistakes, you know, like right. mental mistakes, especially, especially physical mistakes, mental mistakes, maybe, but like players dropping passes or fumbling balls or things like, or like coming off flat. That's not coaching stuff. That's no, not, I mean, that's just, that's all intrinsic stuff. Yeah. I mean, the players, these are all players that are the elite of the elite of the college level. So mm-hmm dropping a bunch of passes like shy smith did that's just that's just on shy yeah. like you know he seems to be better at football yeah um i will say just to give a, a one positive real quick um i did feel that the interior of the offensive line did a really good job on sunday um mm-hmm. i saw a couple different film snaps of pat Elfline. he actually did pretty well in the run support against dexter lawrence so good for him um, Brady Christensen looks legit at guard. Uh, Austin Corbett looks legit at guard. So they were fine. Uh, we're we're gonna deal with the uh, we're gonna we're gonna just have to deal with Icky's uh, growing pains. I mean, he when he came out of college, we all it was in his scouting report that he was gonna need work in the passing game. So yeah, he surrendered sacks again. Um, he had that one false start too. I think that was on fourth and one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it was really doing a hard count. And then yeah. he just jumped, yeah. He jumped hard, too. It wasn't, like, a small one. Like, he went yeah, to block somebody. Right, he wasn't. He didn't just, like, twitch. He, he like, almost pancaked the defender. Yeah. So, overall, not the best performance. Um, 
I will say, just from the standpoint of trying to be optimistic, I do remember that the Panthers in 2013 had a similar start to this, and then they went out and just destroyed the Giants, and that kick-started a really good stretch for them. So maybe that happens this year if the offense gets their shit together, but remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. But any other observations you'd like to bring up from the Giants game? Um, it's nice seeing Christian McCaffrey break a long run for the first time in, it seems like, forever. Yeah, it was um, nice to see him get 100, over 100 yards rushing, too. Yeah. Um, I like the, I like the total usage. I like the, the 20, like the 20 total carries and targets. I yeah, think I think, I think that's a sweet stay. spot for him. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. like last year, around this time, he had over 30 touches a game, both games. Yeah. So... Right. This, that means that he's had 20 less touches in the same span of time. I think that's that's a good way to preserve him. Um, there's really, but, like, if he gets hurt again, there's really probably no chance for this offense at this point, but we'll see right. what happens. So Yeah, maybe uh, maybe you would prefer another extra target or two, or, like, maybe a couple extra targets with more space, if we can get him more space. But, I mean, other than that, I'm good. Also, I think uh, Brian Burns deserves a shout-out for getting two sacks in the game. Yeah, Burns was really good. And actually, another shout-out, Frankie Lubu. He had a monster game, and it sucks that the last two games they've lost because it overshadows the fact that Frankie Lubu is a f- good fucking linebacker. Like, Hey, we talked about that before the season. Yeah. Well, like, you know, he was. it was all a projection back then because all we saw was him make some splash plays in kind of a, a vacuum, sort of, where he wasn't playing every down, where... 10, ten solo tackles, four tackles for a loss, a pass deflection. The only thing that sucks is he dropped the pick six. That would have probably oh, yeah, that, changed the game. I mean, the Panthers win the game if he if he intercepts that, even if it's not run back for a touchdown. Yeah, because I, I don't I don't remember what exact drive that was, but like it just the momentum shift and then the field position and everything. Yeah, and then the Panthers defense plays the lead where they never they never once they only they led the game for a very small amount of time in this game. So yeah, you know. But I like Frankie Louvu. I mean, as much as people want to want to shit on Matt Rule and his coaching staff, they found a gem with Frankie Louvu. They did. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they coached him up. They made him into a starting linebacker. He's a great pairing with Shaq Thompson. So, and the linebacking core is supposed to be a weakness, but those two are good. So, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But, so anyway, moving on, the Panthers will get to play our favorite team, the New Orleans Saints in Carolina, week three. Oh, man. I'm not looking forward to it, but at the same time, this could be that game where they come out and just just shock them like they did last year, too. So, I don't know. I mean, the Saints haven't been, like, good. So, like, it's not... I don't know. We're not facing, like, a juggernaut or, or, like, a team that's, like, a massive favorite or anything. I mean, they're... They're three-point favorites in Carolina, which says that they're pretty highly... They're much more highly thought of than the Panthers, but, like, they beat the Falcons, but that required them coming back against... They, they just they just were present when the Falcons falconed. Yep. Um, and then they did... I mean, they their defense held Tampa Bay in check, but Tampa Bay's also struggled with Dallas, so their offense might just be bad. So, I don't know. It, I don't... It's not, they're not a team that I'm like particularly scared of. It's a team the Panthers can hang with if they, you know, don't continue to shoot themselves in the foot. Right. 
Yeah, it's definitely a team they can hang with. And the the one benefit they have, too, is that Jameis Winston's dealing with two different injuries as well. Um, coming off the three-interception game, and the Panthers have intercepted Jameis Winston many, many times throughout his career. I believe it's 16 in the course of 10 games. Um, I mean, now, to be fair, most people have intercepted Jameis Winston many, many times. That is true. He is an interception machine. Um, Alvin Kamara appears like he might be back for this game. Um so that could be a problem, but it's a tale of two of two teams with this Panthers team. I mean, they played against the, the Browns who really wanted to run the football and they got destroyed. They played against the Giants who really wanted to run the football and they held them down. I mean, 76 yards from Saquon coming off the best game of his career in the last two years, like that was good. Um, I just worry about the offense because the Saints defense is really good. Uh, just to, to circle back. By the way, Jameis Winston has thrown 16 interceptions to the Panthers, which is like by far the most he's thrown to any team. Now, obviously, like the Saints and the Bucks are the only like, or Saints and the Falcons are like the really only like true competition for that spot because the NFC South thing. But he's like Jameis has destroyed the Falcons in his career, and then the other two teams, like when he's gone back to play the Buccaneers, he was fine, and against the um, Saints when he was in Tampa, he was fine. So Carolina, like like I said, 16 interceptions for Carolina. The next most is New Orleans with 10. Now, what's funny on the other side of that, he's thrown 27 touchdowns to nine interceptions against the Falcons. <laughs> so that's how that was funny. That is funny. That's not typical for Jameis Winston's career. <laughs> no, that is like Jameis Winston against the Falcons is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, apparently. Um the one player I worry about the most this week is Michael Thomas. Yeah. Because he how that is back. That. Yeah. I mean, I would think that, well, I would think that the the game plan would be uh, J.C. Horn on him the entire time, no matter where he goes. Because um, J.C. Horn can shadow into the slot. We know that. The only problem is that Horn, Horn really had a, didn't have a great game against uh, – Amari Cooper against the Browns, but he did he as far from what I remember reading, he only surrendered one reception against the Giants. Yeah, just so. a couple, yeah. And he also, I mean, he held Amari Cooper like production wise in check. He just had some penalties. A couple penalties. Yeah. Amari Cooper only had three catches. Um it was just the pass interference penalties that he drew that were the big killer against the Browns. So Yeah. But I do worry about that. Um I also, like I said, I worry about Alvin Kamara, not as much in the run game as much as the receiving game. I don't know if really, we really have any linebackers or even safeties who can cover him in coverage. I mean, maybe maybe Chin, but I don't know. I mean, no one really does, though. That's why he's who as good as he is. Yeah. But, yeah. but, I mean, he's also coming off an injury. So, and he's been, I mean, he's kind of had a similar, I mean, he hasn't had the injury concerns like, long-term like McCaffrey has, but he's like, his explosiveness has kind of been dwindling a little bit. Like last year he averaged three and a, he averaged 3.7 yards per carry. So like he's not, and then his yards per catch dropped down a little, well, not as much, but it's not like early career Alvin Kamara. That's like popping off big plays all over the place as often. Well, it always helps when you have a hall of fame quarterback throwing to, and Jameis Winston certainly is not that at least yet in his career. <laughs> 
You, you say yet. He's had a, his career has been going on for like long enough where I think you would know by now if he was going to head that direction. This is what his seventh season. Yeah, I think, I think so. it's seventh. I think he was like 2015. Yeah, yeah, because he would have been fifth year option with the Bucks, I believe. Yeah, so that would be seven. Yeah, 20, years, so well, it's his, it's his eighth year. No, he's played seven years. Ah, well, there we go. It's year number eight. But yeah, I mean, Alvin Kamara, like, I mean, he's good still. You don't get me wrong. But I, I don't know if he, I don't think he's the level of, I think um, to this point in the season, I think that Alvin Kamara is the worst running back the Panthers have faced. That would, <laughs> you you're, you might be right. I mean, at least the 20, <laughs> the 2022 version of Alvin right, Kamara, yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Like this yeah. season, in, in in isolation, this season, it's the weakest run game that the Panthers have faced. That is true. One thing I do want to point out, um, apparently Chris Olave leads the league in uh, yards per target. Or at least, I should say, like, depth of yards per target. At like 25 yards Oh yeah, is the average <laughs> like for him. Air yards per target, you mean? Like, yeah, something like that. Whatever that stat is, but basically the average depth of where he's targeted at is like twenty five point five yards in the per sounds, or something like that. Sounds like Jameis Winston with like Deshaun Jackson, just or yeah, and, uh, Mike Evans, just just chuck it down there. Eventually, one will hit. Yeah, and it probably could against the Panthers, but we'll see. I will say, um, just a, a slight aside, but speaking of the secondary, uh, I did the. Uh, uh, like interview with the enemy thing for the canal street chronicles. And they asked who I, who I really liked and was excited to watch. And I, I wouldn't say excited, but more like surprised by, and that was Xavier Woods. I think he's been the most consistent player in the Panthers mm-hmm. secondary. Um, so in a game like this, where Michael Thomas is going to get targets, uh, Chris Olave is going to get targets, you know, they still have uh, Jarvis Landry. They're going to throw the ball to Camara. Uh, I, think having guys like Xavier Woods on the back end is a good thing. Yeah, I think so too. I'm about, I'm pulling up um Alave's. Oh, they don't have Alave in the next gen stat thing. But yeah, Jameis Jameis was uh he got cuz Alave got 13 targets. Was targeted 13 times in week 2, which is a lot, but Jameis was not hitting on those throws. <laughs> Yeah, he had five receptions for 80 yards, but one of them was one of his catches was for 51 yards. So, mm. which so, is the, the Matt Rule analytics goes, you take away that one big play, and then you did well. Well, I'm looking at Jameis's passing chart, and on throws that went over 20 yards in the air, he was one for five, six, seven, one for eight, with the one completion being the one to Olave, I'm pretty sure, and then two interceptions. Damn. So maybe we, so I think we, as scary as it is, it might be good to want Jameis to go, go all Rex Grossman on and throw it deep. I will say too, this is a, this seems like it'll be a decent matchup for the deep, for the front seven, as far as uh, rushing the passer. I mean, he got sacked six times last week. Um, Mm -hmm. And I believe the rookie left tackles on IR. um, The one they draft in the first round. I don't remember what his name is, but um so, yeah, this might be a plus matchup for the Panthers' defensive line. It's hard for me to buy into it yet, but Brian Burns is coming off a really good game. Um, Derek, or, yeah, Derek Johnson had a really good game as well. Um, don't really see him on the stat sheet, but he looked like a, a first-round pick for once. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, I... 
as I've I, said many times, um, if there are two games in the season that I want the Panthers to win, and if I had to lose every single other one, it's the Saints both times. So if they win, that'll make me happy at least for a week. <laughs> I mean, it's a home game. And I think it's a good matchup like uh, Jameis Winston's turnover prone. He hasn't been very turnover prone with the Saints other than last week. But, like, I, I mean, it's he's still Jameis. Um, but the Saints offense has been kind of clunky, even though they do have some good skill position players still. So I think the Panthers defense, with it for as good as they've played, can keep them in check. Like I said, I mean, they, they put up 10 points on the Bucks, And then all of their offense was against the Falcons was in like the fourth quarter, which basically the Falcons in the fourth quarter are like not a football team. So I don't know. Like I think the Panthers can keep the offense in check and then maybe, maybe they can start to string together some offensive rhythm. Sure. Fucking hope so, man. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, hope is all we can do like there, but it's cause it's been, it's been bad to watch. I mean, the Bucks. The Bucks did run the ball thirty times against them, and uh, they averaged two point four yards per carry. So that's not good. No, it's yeah. not. It's not what you like to see. No. Also, Marshawn Lattimore won't be suspended for the fourth quarter. Most likely. I mean, unless somebody wants to pick a fight with him. I thought he was. I know Evans got suspended. Was Lattimore suspended or just Evans? I only saw that Mike Evans was suspended. Okay. I don't think Marshawn Lattimore was suspended. I mean, Mike Evans. Definitely deserved it more than anyone else. He was kind of the instigator. Oh, really? Crazy. I mean, not like... Are you being serious? Yes. No, I'm not being serious. No. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Lattimore and Brady were jawing at each other, and then Mike Evans was just like, oh, we're going to have a fist fight then. So, like, yeah, he kind of had that coming. Pretty sure Evans was the one who got in a fight with Lattimore a few years ago when Winston was on the team, too. Yeah, I don't think they like each other. No. Well, it seems like Marshawn Lattimore is just an unlikable guy. So, I mean, that's just like the the that's just like every good corner ever, though. Never hear that about J.C. Horn, but maybe it's he's got to come into his own first. I mean, I guess not every corner, but I'm just like I'm thinking like, uh, like I'm thinking like Jalen Ramsey and Josh even like yeah Josh Norman, and then like even like historically. Mm-hmm. It's like that's like the biggest shit talking position in football, I think. And that's kind of like, like you have to be very brash to be a good corner because of how like the nature of the position and how reactive you have to be and how quick you have to make your decisions. Like you can't hesitate at all and be a good corner and to be a the like that the personality type that doesn't hesitate at all is one that is just like supremely confident in oneself and arrogant in oneself and like not to the point of like no self-doubt at all and that also is gonna come out as like someone that's super annoying to play against well the psychological aspect of it does matter too because when a wide receiver is angry they may not play the the uh the position the way they should i mean we saw it with Cortland finnegan and andre johnson years ago yeah d'angelo hall and steve smith used to get into some all-time little feuds so yeah, yeah. They, it's just the nature of like cornerback. Like you have to be wired a certain way to be good at it, and that probably has a pretty significant overlap with personality traits that are uh, annoying to play against. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so is there anything we want to touch on before we get into scoring predictions? Uh, no. I think think I'm all set. Um, keep keep it brief. Uh, I think. 
hopefully hopefully we have more like fun stuff to talk about it's just like the the game these games have been such such a drag and like these i don't even know how to describe it of just like nothing happening of the team just kind of like gaining 20 yards and punting back and forth it's just kind of like i don't even know what to talk about here like it's just kind of a slog yeah, I mean, save for the fourth quarter heroics by Sam by uh, Baker Mayfield uh, week one. I mean, there hasn't really been a whole lot of excitement from this offense. Right. And the defense has been good, but it's been good in this way that's not like eye-catching, like eye you know? It's just kind of like limiting teams to – or forcing teams into punts and field goals, but not forcing turnovers and not generating like a ton of sacks, just a few sacks, but not a ton. So it's just kind of this little, like, bend but don't break, like, yay. Like, you guys, like, in the end, you did your job, but watching it wasn't thrilling either. No, I mean, like, we we had the 2015 defense where we're punching out fumbles left and right and uh, right. intercepting passes, where this, this team is very much just, like, limiting uh, risk, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a slog, so we'll see what happens, but... Um, so the scoring prediction I gave to, uh, the Canal Street Chronicles was 24 to 10 Saints, but I think maybe I should walk that back a little bit after I talked it out and I'll say 17 to 13 Saints. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to just keep the faith and be the optimistic one. Like I always am for now. Uh, until we play like a team that's definitively better than the Panthers, then I have to like be realistic. Um, we'll say... 20 to 16 Panthers. I would be happy with that outcome just to be able to feel good on Monday. So. All right. You ready for the random number generator? Yeah. What's the random gen- number generator want to say? All right. The Panthers, it says 15 and it says Saints 16. My God. I would be so mad if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 17 to 6 to uh, 13 Saints. What was yours again? 20 to 16 Panthers. There's a lot of 16s in there. A lot of field goals expected. (laughs) And RNG Panthers 15, Saints 16. My God. That's a, like, score. We're down 16 and 9. We score a touchdown, and we go over 2 to try to win it. Yeah. And we don't get it. So to give you the uh, the record so far, as of three weeks into the season, well, two weeks, I should say. Uh, <laughs> so I was correct uh, predicting the Giants game. In fact, I was only off by two points each on the Giants and Panthers. What was the score that you said? 17 to 14 Giants. Okay. Um, so I am one and one. I know because the Panthers because did not I'm, win. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 0 and 2 because I've been trying – trying to stick with the Panthers. So they're yep. killing me here. The RNG is two and oh. Yeah. <laughs> and they're and they're picking another loss this week. So Yeah. You might need to ride with the RNG at least for now. Yeah, the R if whatever your bets are, I would I would go with the RNG for this week, but <laughs> maybe we'll tie them up. Who knows? I mean at this point John can uh can get within a game back of first place if the Panthers manage to win. Um if not I'll be a game back from first place with the Saints. So We'll see what the fuck happens, but I want to look forward to the game, but we'll see what happens. I'm kind of hoping that they come out and just aren't shit to start the game, like the first quarter. 
One more, one other thing, just to to wrap, put it on this. If the Panthers are going to make a run, like now is the time to do it. Not that the schedule is particularly easy, but they have three straight home games. So like, and two of them are from West. Or well, they're not. They're at four o'clock, but they're West Coast teams traveling east. But I mean, I guess the four o'clock kind of mitigates that. But three straight home games against not like. I mean, the, the Cardinals and 49ers might be good, but they're not they're they're might be good status right now. So, like, they got to start winning games now because the a, after this, I mean, they played four out of five games at home. Like, they're pretty much traveling most of the rest of the season. So they got to start winning games now. Yep. If there's ever a time for them to go on a run and stack up some wins to mitigate the two losses, this is definitely the time. Um, we've seen it in Panthers history. Uh, we haven't seen it with Matt Rule yet. But maybe it happens. I mean, the players apparently are still on the Matt Rule wagon. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah. Uh, any other thing you want to touch on, John? No, that's it for now. I do have one real quick one that I forgot about. Um, David Newton, our favorite Panthers reporter, speculated that Sam Darnold may be uh, starting when he comes back if these woes continue. What do you think of that? No. <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah, that was my thought, too. I was like, I don't know if I could, like, even watch the team. Like, I know I have to because I do like, this. But... What? Like, have we completely forgotten what last year was like? Because I've seen that not just from David Newton. I've seen that, like, on the internet, too, where, like, I mean, I know we talked about the one guy in his tweets and stuff. But, like, Sam Darnold was awful all of last year. Like we're going to give Baker like two, like a quarter of a season and be like, yep, this isn't it. Let's go back to the guy that we already know is terrible. Apparently that's the speculation. I don't, I don't feel like they would do that, but at the same time, Matt rule does need to save his job. So if they come out of this stretch, Owen four, I could see it, even though I would hate it. If Matt rule, needs to save his job and his best the best thing he thinks he can do is put in Sam Darnold at quarterbacks and he deserves to not keep his job I would agree I hope to never see Sam Darnold play a snap behind center unless it's like a blowout and uh, they don't need a quarterback that's good back there so yeah it's it's just like I said it's wild to me I know the 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 cliche is the quarter the backup quarterback is the most popular guy in town but the fact that we've gotten two games into Baker Mayfield and people are talking about Sam Darnold after, like, we've lost two games with Baker Mayfield. People forget we lost the seven games before this with Sam Darnold. And Cam Newton and P.J. Walker. Yeah, that's true. But, like, still. Yeah. Like, what, what, do you, what do you think you're signing up for? Pain. That's what we're signing up for. Sam Darnold, just the last, the, to, 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 to wrap it up. Um, Sam Darnold after the the three and O start, and then he, you know, I guess he played well against the Cowboys with the interceptions, but he had what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one and eight, and the passing yardage numbers, like after the three hundred and one against the Cowboys to go three straight with three hundred yard games, he had one two games. That he topped 200 yards passing. 200 yards passing. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Sam Darnold to start another game. Right, it's like, be like let's, let's not forget. 
we're, it's gonna be we great. Last <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. So yeah, that's crazy talk to me. And one of those games was the last game of the season against the Buccaneers. The Panthers lost forty-one to seventeen, and I'm pretty sure he just like racked up a bunch of garbage time. Uh, because that game was out of hand like immediately. Mm-hmm. They ran us. <laughs> Oh so, no, no, we we hug around a little bit, but still, like, there that wasn't gonna, yeah. Sam Donald's bad. Don't forget. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. But if it does, it'll be hilarious, and I'll be laughing at my TV just like I was this weekend. So, <laughs> but anyway, from all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast, hoping for a better, more entertaining game this weekend, and. It's always fun to just stick it to the Saints. So if they can manage to do that, I will be a happy camper. But anyway, stay tuned, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk to you soon. See you.